You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at DCAUReview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 114 of the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal, and with me, my good brother, co-host, and the man that runs the Twitter page. That's right, it's Liam. Liam, welcome to episode 114 of the DCAU Review. That is right, we are still smack dab in the middle of our latest month of Static Shock Reviews. And uh, boy howdy, we have an interesting episode to talk about today. We, as I mentioned last week, it is another Static crossing over with yet another famous hero. That of course being Shaquille O'Neal, and it is the episode Static Shack. Uh it- all right. Well, Liam, in case, I mean, so it's not as if this is a football star or something, a an American football star, star starring on the show. Obviously, the NBA is sort of a worldwide famous sport, uh, but we do have some international listeners just in case. Uh, so Shaquille O'Neal is a former player in the National Basketball Association. If I had to guess, I don't know 100% sure, but I would say he's probably in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, I would hope so. He is a multi-time National Basketball Association champion, uh, played for the Lakers. I think most famously probably spent a long time uh, with the Lakers, played with Magic of Orlando, played with the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Phoenix Suns, I think the Boston Celtics at one point. He played for a lot of teams. The Miami Heat, yes, how could I forget? Uh, Yeah, he, he played for a bunch of teams for a bunch of years and not only was a big star literally like he's a giant of a man but he became sort of this uh you know pop culture icon just because he was he was a superstar yeah i mean he was he was an incredible talent and then on top of it he had personality so yeah he was and i think coming out of era where say michael jordan was the biggest star in basketball who was you know very always very reserved and and very, uh, you know, careful about how he how he carried himself in the public eye. You had a guy like Shaq who was kind of, uh, you know, he was willing to kind of play the game a little bit more and, and sort of, uh, you know, hype himself up in, in the media. And that led to kind of a, a pretty big second career for him in uh, you know, advertisements and uh, movies, uh, including uh, a 1990s DC Comics themed movie as he played a version of uh, John Henry Irons Steel uh, Who could in, forget? In, a major motion, in a major motion picture. Um, I think that was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Academy Award winning. I would hope so. He, he uh, definitely won Academy Award, Award for that. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, you're but, right. He, he was this big kind of cultural icon for sure. Yeah, so... It's and this there's sort of a grand tradition in uh, in television to have you know the celebrity guest star show up and just kind of stand around and be the celebrity guest star and uh, we we kind of avoided a lot of that in in Batman or Superman or it's funny we've talked about it we've had plenty of very famous or recognizable voice actors over the years but they're very rarely if ever playing themselves. That is not the case with uh, with Shaq in this year episode. 
Yeah, this is a bit of a rarity. And now obviously we've talked talked sort of at length both uh, both months that we've done static and that it's it was sort of in its own universe for a period of time. So this kind of speaks to that. We don't see Bruce Wayne hobnobbing with you know celebrities of the of the early 90s uh, who like may or may not have gone on to become president at some point. We don't see we don't <laughs> see Clark Kent uh, interviewing any any politicians, any real actual politicians. Uh, we rarely see any real life people depicted in other DCAU shows. So this does kind of uh, stick out on its own. And, and well, before we jump into, into discussing the plot, Liam, I think we need to consult the Internet Movie Database official synopsis for this week's episode, Static Shack, which originally debuted back on February 16th. 2002 on the kids wb just uh we just passed the 18 year anniversary of this back in february how about that yeah and this is the synopsis for static shack which is written by christopher simmons directed by dennis cowan with music by richard wolf and animation by coco enterprises and that synopsis reads as such although i should note that i'm ed- i'm self-editing this a little bit to make it a full sentence <laughs> Anyway, the synopsis sort of reads as such. Barrett and some of his friends are sniffing out Static's alter ego, Virgil. But special guest star Jack helps knock them off the trail. Got it. Uh, Well, I would say that last part there could be debated. But, um, okay. So, we are introduced at the beginning. We find out that Static's dad just happens to know Shaq. That's how this yeah. happens. Uh, yeah, it, so, <laughs> who'd have thunk it? It very much feels like, and I mentioned this kind of a little bit at the top, but like this is very much how like a sitcom from the 80s or 90s would have their celebrity guest star. Like you'd be like, Dad, Dad's bringing a friend to dinner. And then, you know, uh, uh, Mike Tyson walks into the room and the studio audience claps for 30 seconds while all the actors stand there and stare at each other and wait for this, the applause to stop. And then, <laughs> and then they say the, and then they say a witty line and, and the crowd laughs like, and that's right. very much what the setup is here where, yes, uh, we, we open with, with static fighting this, this, this trio of bang babies called the rough pack uh oh, and it okay it's two yeah. we've actually dealt with before which is ferret and kangor um and then we have their their leader uh who only appears in this episode and is never mentioned again uh named hyde and they're they're trying to steal guitars from some nondescript musicians uh, <laughs> static stops them but his way of stopping them is to lo- just lock them in a room and then uh, forgetting that, you know, they have superpowers. And so Kangor just stomps a hole in the floor and they get out. Um, but in that fight, uh, Static's jacket is torn. And so Ferret and his super sniffing skills, uh, are they decide they're going to track down Static in his, in his alter ego. But of course, first, as you mentioned, uh, the, the, the main plot of the episode, however, is, uh, is Virgil rushing to to meet his dad and his sister at the community center because his dad wants him to meet his old friend who just happens to be a legendary basketball star, Shaquille O'Neal. Kids, I'd like you to meet an old friend of mine. 
Shaquille O'Neal. Huh? <laughs> Good to meet you, Mr. O'Neal. I'm Sharon. Good to meet you, too. And it's Shaq. What's up, little man? You must be... Shaq? No, I'm Shaq. You gotta be Virgil. Heard a lot about you. Uh, I, uh, this is Shaq! How do you... When it, why do you... You? I met Shaq at a basketball camp a while back when he was just about your age. Yeah, Mr. H was our counselor. Used to call him the big man. We've been tight ever since. Shaquille's in town on a publicity junket for the weekend, but he's volunteered to do a basketball minicamp while he's here. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it also, you mentioned the, the sitcom parallel, and it reminded me also of, like, how either Scooby-Doo or the Super Friends would also treat treat guest stars back in the day. There's a lot of Super Friends slash Scooby-Doo slash Hanna-Barbera vibes yeah. that I get from this episode. Agreed. But let me, let me just lay this out and pure plain clear english first and foremost this episode is not good (laughs) (laughs) however 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 in the vacuum of what it is it as far as a dcau episode this is bad this is very bad this is a very 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 bad episode as yeah. far as a piece of entertaining cartoon, which I feel like we have to almost do that for at least the first two seasons of Static, if not mm-hmm. the majority of the episodes. But you have to sort of take them out of the DCAU for those initial two seasons and sort of just kind of look at them on their own as cartoons. Um, so with that said... As far as what this episode was, I didn't, I didn't absolutely hate it. Um, <laughs> as far as the plot is concerned, I thought it would have been very easy to make Shaq like the hero of the episode. And I feel like they do a fine line of walking. He certainly helps Static at the end defeat the Rough Pack. Um, and he, his presence is certainly felt throughout the episode, but, uh, he doesn't, I don't think he overshadows, uh, Virgil and he doesn't steal the limelight away from Virgil in such a way that it makes it seem again, like it's a Shaq cartoon versus a <laughs> static Shaq cartoon. So, um, Again, I'm I'm going to say that this episode is not good in when it comes to DCAU episodes, <laughs> but as far as a cartoon episode, I think that it's okay. Yeah, I think that about covers it. Uh, you mentioned like Hanna Barbera cartoons. the The big one that comes to mind is like Scooby Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters, and they right. defeat the villains with basketball. And right. it doesn't quite go that far. Like you said, there is kind of a scene towards the end of the episode as the Bang Babies have once again tracked down uh, Virgil and, and Shaq. Are, like, the whole episode is Virgil's trying to play one-on-one basketball with Shaq. And he finally is getting his chance, but then the, the rough pack tracks him down again. And uh, Virgil kind of reveals his identity to Shaq, or Shaq kind of puts it together. And Shaq kind of holds off the rough pack for a couple minutes until uh, Virgil can get the change and do gear. But, yeah, they... T- t- you know, Shaq doesn't single-handedly defeat all of the super-powered characters with uh, with basketball. So it didn't quite go as far as as maybe some of those uh, those older cartoons. But yes, it in that vein. 
Uh, no doubt about that. But yes, it is fun. I think I like I genuinely think that if you're going to have a character whose power is sniffing or a sense of smell that like this was a clever way to use him in a way that isn't lame. Like, sure. The idea that he could track down static and like that would be a problem because even though ferret isn't in any way like a physical threat to static you know his his two buddies are so i think that part of it is like that's like the only like legitimately like interesting actual like superhero plot thread to this is is sort of the drama of is is virgil's identity going to get exposed but yes it's all wrapped up in this very silly silly package and and uh, just everyone fawning over how cool Shaq is and then uh you know Shaq teaching Virgil a lesson about uh you know the double life <laughs> which i i never like i get what he was going for but i i wouldn't i wouldn't have ever thought that that would have been the lesson of this story that Shaq is all Shaq also leads a double life <laughs> um yeah, that's yeah, that that I don't know. I, I get I get it was inter- again. It was an interesting decision to kind of make that because otherwise there really is no moral of the story. And if this is your you know your aimed at younger audiences kids show cartoon, there needs to be a lesson at the end. So yeah, I guess that's the lesson is don't spread yourself too thin and make some time for yourself. But uh, I don't I don't know like I, it, that part of it it does not succeed in whatever message it's trying to tell but to your point in a vacuum as just a silly wacky cartoon story featuring a celebrity it's 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 fine it's it's fun in that way okay for fantasy pitching this story like if we're back in 2002 and we're fantasy pitching this story do you think that it would have been better if the bad guys had simply kidnapped Shaq and it would have been Static's job to save Shaq yeah, I think so, because, again, you can still kind of throw that drama of, of uh, like, right, because there's even a spot where, like, Ferret's sniffing around, and, he's, and I was like, okay, so, like, he smells static, not that he thinks Shaq is static, but he smells static on Shaq, and he goes, oh, well, you must know static then, and they kidnap him, and then static's dealing with, you know, with everyone asking, like, well, why did they kidnap him? Why did they think he knows static? And Virgil's yeah. kind of dealing with that. Yeah, that could have added a little bit more to the drama of of that with him sort of again, and we, we talked about this I think in the in the first few episodes. There's there's a lot of like old Spider Man in the DNA of, of a sure. lot of these miles uh, of static and of uh, some of these milestone comic characters and that sort of would have added to the you know, the hero blaming himself for endangering his his friends or whatever. Yeah. So you you definitely could have tweaked this a little bit. <laughs> As opposed to just, yeah, yeah, Virgil kind of constantly being unnerved that that these that these bang babies are on his trail. Agreed. Uh, so I did like the uh, well, I'm not a huge fan of Ferret because he's looking at his face angers me. But I, that's the character supposed to be Ferrety, so good. I guess that <laughs> makes sense. Uh, but I really do like uh, I, I liked the Hyde character. It's a shame that he doesn't make a comeback. I thought he was the most interesting of the of the villains there. He's very you know rock creature. You know I guess. Uh, Clayface, uh, the thing, whatever you want to fit in there, type, type archetype, but uh, definitely had some some personality to him. And and Kangor, who we know is a is a 
recurring villain uh, is always an interesting design as well as we'll talk about in visuals and animations. But um, yeah, so there were aspects that I liked, again, in a vacuum, separated from the DCAU, which is what I feel like we have to do when we're reviewing these episodes for the most part. Uh, I went with a six out of 10 for plot. Yeah, I went five out of ten, so kind of same same wavelength there. Um, one thing I was interesting when I was reading about this was apparently this th- this episode was advertised very early on when like Static was debuting in the first season, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason it didn't air until a few episodes into the second season. So I don't know if this episode was just produced. Uh, earlier and then for whatever reason they had to change stuff and it got pushed back to the later season or or if or unless they just had like a ton of episodes already made when the show was first was first being brought to kids wb and they just happened to use a clip from this episode that just happened to not be uh be in the production order till later i'd like to like to learn a little bit more about that i wish there was more uh, info about the production order and production side of, of, of this show is, you know, it's, it's so much fun to kind of look at all that stuff when we go back and sure. review the old Batman shows. But yeah, I, th- I thought that was kind of an interesting note. Cause there is, cause even from season one to season two, there's a little bit of tweaking to the designs and stuff. And this yeah. one felt very, and, and, and we'll, we can get more into that in uh, when we jump officially into visuals, but yeah, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting wrinkle to that was that, this may have actually been uh, this episode may have been produced earlier and then for whatever reason had to be shelved for a time. There you go. Well, I think that makes for a good segue, Liam, into visuals and animation. So as you mentioned, yeah, it, it does. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> give your thoughts on visuals and animations and we'll, we'll have a heavy conversation about that as we go along. <laughs> well, yeah. And so here's the thing. From an from a purely animation standpoint, from the flu like a fluidity of movement standpoint, it's not bad. It's the, but it's like the character designs and the color palettes and the sort of like the the motions they're doing are well are you know animated perfectly fine. It's just you know again we as we've talked about it's just such a stark difference in in quality and from kind of from top to bottom uh, visually compared to their DCAU shows and even to comparing it to some of the, the later seasons of static. So it's just jarring, especially I think because last week we jumped ahead into the, into the third season and now we're back, we're back here. Um, but yeah, this is, like I said, the animation itself, like there's this kind of uh, piece where Virgil and Shaq are, are walking through uh, through downtown Dakota, going to find this this basketball court so they can play play ball. And like they're walking, and like it's fine animation. Like they're all moving. <laughs> like again, the fluidity of the animation itself. Uh, this episode again was animated by Coco. Like it's not bad from an animation standpoint, but to me again, it's just it's everything else that's kind of rough. Yeah. Okay. So I. I was watching this and I kept thinking, I'm like, what does this remind me of? What does this animation remind me of? And I finally put my finger on it when I when they like sh- finally showed Shaq, um, or actually no, it was the during Shaq's party. During Shaq's party, I was like, this looks like a Saturday Night Live cartoon. <laughs> 
it looks like either if you've seen any uh the ambiguously gay duo or they've done obviously a lot of those are the most famous i think of the uh robert smigel cartoons from saturday night live but there are certainly other other examples where they've they've done cartoons but it just uh, it just reminded me so much of that and after i saw that i couldn't unsee it so it was, <laughs> it was just very 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 difficult for me to concentrate on on this as a as a good piece of of cartoon art like it's just very very difficult for me and because it's so so different from last week's episode and so so different from the typical dcau style because it wasn't dcau style as we mentioned it's so hard for me to to review this and not just completely tear it apart um i really enjoyed the design of hyde i think i think making him look visually very very interesting and he didn't just look like another another one of the big guys that we've seen in mm-hmm. in the animated form he had a very unique look to the way that he was the that he was he looked like a human that had been kind of transformed into this rock creature instead of just a big giant muscular oversized person he looked like a a big human being that had been transformed into this rock creature. Uh, so I, I appreciated that. I think we, we, I don't know if we've had Kangaroo on an episode before or not. I feel like we I did. Think, I think he's in the, uh, the Joker, uh, the, the uh, big leagues episode. I think okay. he's part of Joker's crew in that episode. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I thought we had talked about him before, but again, another interesting design. It's unique. Obviously his power He's you know, he's got these like kangaroo like legs and, uh, so he's got these giant shoes that he wears. Very, very mm-hmm. interesting. Barrett, even though I like his face makes me irritated, I <laughs> he is a unique, unique enough look. Um, so I, I like those designs. I could not stand Shaq's Mandarin mustache though. Yeah, like I was, I honestly, when I saw he had this mustache in this episode, I was like, I just did like a Google search. I just typed in Shaq mustache, and like <laughs> he's had a lot of facial hair over the years, like styles. He never had facial hair quite like this though. Like he had a full <laughs> goatee at one point or he had like a mustache, but I, there's not a lot of him where he had like a, where he has like the, the Fu Manchu. Even, I don't even want. Yeah. But it's not even, it's not even like, you know, the horse, like the full horseshoe. It's just like these two thin strands that don't even meet in, in like in the middle of his top lip. It's just this very strange, strange uh, facial hair that he didn't like. It's not like oh, that's the famous Shaq facial hairstyle that <laughs> we all know. Like, um, yeah. So maybe maybe he had that when the show was produced or when the artists like on the reference photos that the artists had when they were doing his character designs. I don't know. Maybe it's a reference to the Sega 2D fighting game Shaq Fu that was released in the mid 90s. <laughs> there you go. There's a <laughs> That's another thing we forgot to mention. Uh, yeah, amidst his motion picture deals and basketball stardom, he also uh, was in a, a Super Nintendo like Mortal Kombat knockoff that is like legendarily bad. Yep. Shaq Fu. There. His his design was was weird and uh yeah and, uh, and i don't know like he, yeah he didn't look like i understand it's a cartoon and things are exaggerated but he didn't really look like shaquille o'neal i don't feel like they did a great job of really uh showing like how 
like imposing that guy should be and especially like because i think that would help hide also stand out because if you have Shaq as this big towering guy and then hide is even bigger and stronger than him then you kind of have an interesting visual standoff there but yeah i i, I wasn't a, a huge fan of uh of Shaq's design yeah the only other little like uh visual notes i had as there's actually so part of the episode ferret gets arrested and then they they have to break him out and uh, i I liked that spot where the armored car is just driving through downtown dakota and all of a sudden you just see kangor flying out of the sky and he lands on the, the the hood of the car and crushes it i thought that was i thought that was cool as you mentioned uh he has a realization of his powers because again on paper it's just a guy who can jump and kick and uh, they, they found a way to make that pretty interesting. And uh, yes. And then at the end as uh, a static and Shaq are fighting off, uh, fighting off the villains, static takes a bunch of metal and covers hide in it and then plays basketball with him and uh, throws him, throws him into a soccer net, which he has shoved into a wall. And uh, yeah, it, it was, again, very wacky, very Hanna-Barbera-esque in a lot of ways. But uh, yeah, I so I, I kind of went back and forth because, again, I think the animation itself is not bad. It's more just what it was they were animating that wasn't great. Um, and so I ended up coming to a four out of ten for visuals. <laughs> Man, uh, I we are in the same same ballpark. Uh, I was kind enough to give this a five out of ten. Uh, I I think it was based solely on the uh, the uh, the rough pack designs that I ended up giving it a a five. <laughs> but yeah, it's not it's not great. I'll just we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Um, all right, Liam, moving on to our next category, which if you did not tune into last week's episode, make sure you go back and check it out in the archives at DCAUreview.com because it was a historic episode for the both of us, Liam, being that we had the largest discrepancy between scores and it came on our next category, which it, once again is going to be music. And there's a lot of controversy surrounding how <laughs> we ended up, how we ended up scoring scoring this because you and I fell on on we both thought it was unique but I thought it was uniquely bad and you thought it was so uniquely good that I believe you gave it a perfect score I did yes so here we are again and it's time to discuss music so once again, I will let you go first and let you discuss your thoughts on music, and we will see if we have to break out the disagreement alarm once again. <laughs> so I wasn't as much in love with the music this week as I was last week. How is I that possible? Th- it's the same exact idea. <laughs> yeah, but it's not quite the I will say I love the Kangor theme. I oh. think that's cool as hell. Um, that was, was the only one fan. that I could tolerate, but we'll get into that in a second. Go ahead. Um, I like the Kangor theme a lot. I, I wish Shaq had, like, his own song. I wish there was a dude, like, a Run DMC knockoff rapping about how cool Shaq was when he showed up. Uh, that would have that put it over the top for me. But, uh, yeah, I liked it. I didn't think anything was uh, as standout. I certainly understand it wasn't, it wasn't quite as overbearing as, as last week. There were less lyrics to the, to the music this week, although there was still some still some uh, some lyrics to uh, a few to a few of the songs and I, I still like the season two static theme which uh, also serves as his 
his hero theme when he's when he's doing stuff in the episode. So, yeah, I, I gave music seven out of ten this week. Not as not as good as last week, but I still found things to enjoy, especially the static theme and the Kangor theme. All right, I'll let you decide if this deserves the disagreement alarm or not. But I gave music a four out of ten. Ooh, okay. Uh, so uh, the reason why I gave it four out of ten is because I stand by my statement last week in that background music should not have lyrics. This is not a motion picture. This is not a feature film where you have a music have a have a song playing in the background with dialogue over the top of it. It's also not mixed very well in that the vocals from the song sometimes overlap or interfere with the dialogue that's being spoken and makes it difficult to follow what's being said on screen. Uh, that's the reason why, in my opinion, the music itself, I am, I, I, if I didn't reiterate this last week or I'm going to or say it last week, I'm going to reiterate it this week. I think that having a unique style of music, I'm all on board for that. I think that the music itself, the past, just the the instrument arrangements the last couple of weeks have been great. I love hearing a unique sound. My problem is that when you bring lyrics in, it takes away from what's going on screen. And like I think the Kangor one, it, it, it's just like O's and A's or yes or something like that. It's not even like a like actual lyrics, or at least at the beginning, it isn't. Yeah, it's some kind of some kind of chanting in like a vague J- Jamaican accent. Like a Rastafari, yeah, like a Rastafarian chant or something like that. It's like okay, that I can I can sort of like I'll let that slide. But when you have full bars of rap it just like i said behind the person and i like rap i'm not not anti-rap i'm just not for rap during my cartoon where i'm supposed to be trying to pay attention to the lyric or what they're saying on screen like maybe 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 it would get a pass if it was just in between uh dialogues too but even then uh, I, i hated that last week too so maybe i'm just i'm i'm for the music i hate the lyrics that's why I gave it four out of ten. That's that's fair enough. Like I, like I said, I don't feel quite as strongly this week. I'm not sure we need the disagreement alarm uh, this week, but uh, uh, but yeah, no. I like I said, I I still enjoyed it for for the same reasons I enjoyed it last week. I didn't I didn't have as many notes about music as I did last week, so some some of it faded into the background for me. But uh, what I, what I liked, I liked for, for kind of the same reason. And, uh, yeah, I, I think there's <laughs> for the same reasons you aren't enjoying it. I think I, I just like the, the unique flavor that it's bringing to this. I do agree with you that Shaq deserved his own ripoff of the Shaft theme where they were just saying Shaq. Mm-hmm. As he famously once did in a, a post-game interview, Shaq. Ah. Right. Uh, that would have been the only way to incorporate lyrics to music in this that i would have accepted so <laughs> all right Liam. moving on to our final category of the day as we already mentioned of course vocals this or vo- vocals Ugh. moving on to our final category of the day as we already mentioned the vocal cast for this week liam uh, includes one shaquille o'neal himself but he's not the only person part of our voice cast this week uh, let's talk about that. Let's highlight some some voices from this week's episode. 
Yeah, so it's a it's a pretty big cast. Most we have our regulars. We have Jason Marsden as Richie. We have Michelle Morgan as Sharon, Virgil's sister. We have uh, Kevin Michael Richardson as playing both uh, Virgil's dad and Kangor. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I think the, the rough pack, I like all of them. Um, you have Chip Venera as Ferret. You have uh, Tony Locke as Hyde. And as I mentioned, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kangor. I think, uh, other than music for me, I think voice acting is probably the strongest part of the episode at least in the villains. Like, I think, especially, I think that Hyde character, like, they picked a good a good voice, a good actor to, to match that design where he's just this really angry all the time. And if, and if, if, if you went through this change and some people got, like, cool fire powers and became a melting rock man, you can understand why you'd be a little angry. <laughs> like, and I think the voice, I think the voice reflected that. I, I liked the rough pack voices. Agreed. Yeah, actually, actually had had highlighted that to mention also. I, I thought they worked well together. I thought that their their chemistry together worked well also. Um, and I thought that unfortunately their performances seemed to highlight some of the weakness in a couple of the other voices. But uh, we'll we'll let you continue with the rest of the cast. Yeah. So other than that, it is worth noting in a in a brief role playing a news reporter, we have a uh, hawk girl herself, Maria Canales. Um, not not much else to say about that. She plays a news reporter in a scene, but always worth noting when uh, when one of our DCA regulars is uh, is in the cast. And uh, yeah, of course we have Phil Lamar aesthetic and. Um, you know, the comedy falls short a lot on this show, but there is a scene between him and his sister where she's like, well, you know, Shaq appreciates my cooking. And he goes, look at him. He's so big. He'd eat the toaster if it had salt on it. Shaq! You're still here. Mm-mm-mm. Can't pass up homemade pancakes. At least someone appreciates my cooking. Yeah. Huh. Well, look at the size of him. He'd eat the toaster if you put some salt on it. So, Verge, we got an hour before I got to be at the center. Still want to play some ball? Can Mariah sing? I thought <laughs> that was funny, and it was delivered very well by Phil Lamar, who, of course, is a, you know, an all-time great voice actor, right? But, yeah, so then, we, of course, we have, we have Shaq himself, allegedly. Um <laughs> And man, let's least, discuss why why you say yeah, why do we say allegedly here? This is a conspiracy theory, but just I would just say watch this episode, listen to how Shaq speaks it, it whether you know him or you don't, and then go watch any interview, any movie or television appearance he's ever done and see if they sound like the same voice to you because it I've seen I've listened to Shaq talk a lot over the years and in various in various ways, and uh, I've never quite heard him sound exactly like he sounds in this here episode. Yeah, it's. I don't know if they did something to the pitch of his voice, or if uh, if they sped his voice up, or they slowed it down and changed the pitch. I, I don't know, but from my recollection, when he first started talking, I was like, "Wait, did they get a fake person to do Shaq's voice? Like, it doesn't yeah. make that doesn't sound like him." Or maybe he's just they they had him slow down and enunciate because he's sort of a fast talker from my recollection. Like he mm-hmm. not not like super fast, but fast enough. 
uh, where it did, yeah, it just sounded, it sounded not like him. <laughs> yeah, I will, he speaks, he speaks quickly. He speaks kind of quietly and he has a very, very deep voice and, None of those things are how I would describe his the voice the voice performance of Shaq in this episode. So yeah, it just sounds it just like I believe like it's like it says in the credits that's him and I yeah so I don't know if that was just some some clever vocal engineering or if they had like a ringer brought in to kind of like touch up a few lines. But yeah, there's at least a few lines in there where I'm like, I don't even think that's him at all. But yeah, maybe that's maybe that's just clever engineering on their part. I don't I don't know for sure, but it's distracting because again, if you if you like us live in the United States and have you know were grew up in the era of Shaq being one of the biggest stars in the whole NBA, it's kind of distracting to have a voice that is allegedly supposed to be the real guy. Uh, that sounds not like him at all. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, so for all those reasons, like I said, I like the rough pack a lot, and I think Phil Lamar is, as always, pretty pretty reliable as aesthetic. I gave voice acting 6 out of 10. Um, Might have been a little higher, but because Shaq is the focal point of most of the episode, and I found his voice so distracting, nobody else is bad, and again... The, the performance itself isn't bad. It's just super distracting to me uh, <laughs> because it doesn't sound like the guy who it allegedly is. So uh, that that I think brought it down a little bit for me. So, yeah, not nothing terrible necessarily, but just uh, just that that Shaq voice alone brought it down a few points for me, I think. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. In fact, I agree with you 100 percent. Gave the same exact score. Six out of ten. <laughs> For voices, I think that uh, Phil Lamar really saves this episode, and based on the supporting cast at times, I feel like that he outshines everybody. Especially, he it highlights how great he is. I think in all the interactions that he has with Shaq, and again, obviously Shaq not a voice actor, but it hi- really highlights the ability of Phil Lamar to just be great <laughs> at everything yeah, he does. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's there's an art to voice acting that is. Uh that you know, got, uh, people like him or, or Tara Strong or people like that, just, uh, you know, as, as good of an actor as you can be, there's, there's obviously a, a certain special talent that, uh, that comes for these, these veteran voice actors. And uh, yeah, Phil Lamar is no exception in that, in that department. Agreed. All right, Liam, let's tally up our scores and totaling everything up for this week. I come up with a final score of, 21 out of 40. You know, based on some of the some of our differences, I thought it would be a bigger disparity, but uh, my final score here is uh, is 22 out of 40. I guess we were only really uh, apart on music, but uh, yeah, 22 out of 40 is uh, is my final score. Uh, as far as rewatchability goes, uh, you can skip it. <laughs> uh, like yeah, like we said, it's 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 funny in a vacuum. And like, it's kind of a goofy thing. Like if you wanted, like we said, it's, it's sort of this weird, it's the DCAU version of the shoehorn celebrity guest star uh, of a sitcom or whatever. But uh, as far as being anything important to that, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a skip. <laughs> To me, the only reason you would watch it is if you're tuning into this uh, this episode and you're just just 
curious, like, what is does a DCAU representation of Shaquille O'Neal look like? Uh, <laughs> that would be really the only reason that you would want to tune in. Uh, otherwise, you can find some clips uh, on YouTube. Or if you're a subscriber to the DC Universe app, which is a wonderful app. Yep, it's, it's, there's fewer and fewer of us every day. I'm definitely not nervous about how they are moving so much of their content over to HBO Max. As of now, you can still watch Static Shock in its entirety, all four seasons, on the wonderful DC Universe app. And don't forget, we don't get paid to talk about this app at all, but we would like to be. Yeah, I mean, hit us up. There's got to be, there's got to be a few dollars left in that budget you can throw us. Come on. That's right. Well, Liam, that will wrap us up for this week's episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. As I said at the top of the program, don't forget to follow us on social media. Liam runs our Twitter page. He has a poll up there, actually, uh, helping us decide our episode that will be chosen for the last one of the month. Liam, uh, so that will be in two weeks. But uh, next week, what episode will we be covering in Static Shock? Well, having gotten a taste of the earlier seasons again, I figured we would run right back into season three and uh, try to cleanse our palates a little bit. And we are picking up with uh, the next, the uh, second episode of season three. And that episode is entitled Gear. All right. Well, I feel like I know what's going to happen in that episode, but uh, let's not spoil it. I can't wait to check that one out. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram. Uh, we are on there. You will get clips throughout the week of our upcoming episode. Uh, we have other th- things, of course, that we've been discussing on there, including the new Batman The Adventures Continue comic books. Uh, lots of exciting stuff coming out about that. Liam, we have a, another bonus episode coming up next week where we'll discuss the latest installment. Can't wait to do that. Uh, anything else oh, yeah. that you need to talk about this week no i think that about that about wraps it up we uh as always definitely had to uh, at dca on instagram or twitter uh we're always talking about all the latest news in uh, in the dcau and of course just dc comics and television and movies in general so uh yeah to, don't uh, don't be afraid to say hi uh tell us what you th- tell us what you think does and i always want to want to hear from people because i think static shock does hold a special place in a lot of people's hearts uh, who watched it growing up. And uh, does this, does this episode have some nostalgia for you that we don't have? Cause I think we talked about this. Neither of us saw this episode, even when we were younger and we kind of watched static off and on. So we, there was zero nostalgia tied to this for us. So I, I'd love to hear even some of these older, sillier episodes of Static if, if there's some nostalgia tied to it. So, uh, yeah, definitely don't be afraid to hit us up on uh, at DCAU Review on uh, Twitter or Instagram. And as Liam said, uh, we'd also love to hear your feedback about the podcast as a whole. So if you have time, take a minute, if you will, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Helps us out. We had a nice nice review a couple weeks ago from our friends at Pizza and Parsecs. Shout out to those guys. Uh, check out their podcast as well. They're on Twitter. Uh, great, great people there. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you leave us a review, it helps us out. It also lets us know what direction you guys like hearing us talk about these Static Shock episodes. But until we return next week, I am Cal. And I'm Leo. And we'll talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye.